Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Daily Mind. I am your host. Uh, happy Wednesday. We are now at the hump of the week, getting over that hump and that threshold and easing our way into the weekend. Thank goodness. I mean, this week couldn't have been done fast enough. I just got two more days before I sign on or leave. A much well-deserved two weeks off. I'm telling you, it's much needed. Um, hopefully everybody's doing well. There seems to be bad weather uh, just about everywhere nowadays. Um, today, especially, I like hear where I'm at, it is just pouring bad, bad. I wanted to go out to the casino tonight, but I was just like, I don't know, this weather's kind of kind of iffy, right? I'm not even going to take that chance, or you never know. Um, so tonight's episode uh, is going to be about... Oof, it's a touchy topic of sorts, I guess you can say. Um, I guess you could, well, I guess we'll, we'll call it depression and Christmas blues. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard the news today about um, Ellen DeGeneres' boss, um, DJ Twitch, Stephen Twitch boss. <clears throat> Her DJ um, was found dead in a Los Angeles hotel. Um, nobody's seen this coming. Like he, Apparently it was suicide. No one has seen this coming, right? Now, you know, he, from what, I, I okay, I've never really watched the show, but I've, I've heard of him, I believe, before at some point. And based on some of the pictures and videos that they've been showing of this guy, this guy just seemed happy. You know what I mean? He seemed like he had it all. He was on a good show. Now, for those who don't know, Ellen did end her show sometime earlier this year, not too long ago. And I don't want to say that was the contributing factor because, I mean, I'm pretty sure he had his hands in other ventures and stuff like that to supplement his work and his income, but nobody really knows. And see, that's the, that's the thing about someone who's depressed, right? Um, now, a lot of people, um, depression nowadays is really, really touchy. You know, some people would be like, man, you know, I feel depressed. I feel sad. And of course, people, most people would be like, oh man, you know, just, just buck up, you know, it'll be all right, blah, 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 blah. Right. Let's go to the textbook definition of depression right let's see how it is uh how it's categorized let's see and there's so many levels of depression like it, it's crazy and it's kind of hard to in some cases diagnose somebody who's really depressed because i mean i'm not a subject matter expert i'm not a physician i'm not a doctor psychologist in any degree but in my instance if somebody said they're depressed i'm gonna take it serious because i'm not i can't clinically diagnose you right I just have to go off of the fact that you feel depressed and you feel sad and there's some changes you've been going through in your day. I have to take it for what it is, right? Um, so let's see. I need a textbook answer as to what is depression. It's just so many different, uh, so many different um, answers to this. Um, as depression is considered a mood, right? Uh, as it's defined here, depression is a mental state of low mood. Um, and aversion to activity, which affects about 280 million people of all ages. Now, this all ages, right? Like, even you got to listen to your kids, man, and look at their behaviors and stuff like that. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty serious, right? Um, it's classified medically as a mental and behavioral disorder. The experience of depression affects a person's thought, behavior, motivation, feelings, and a sense of well-being. The core symptom of depression is said to be anhedonia, which refers to a loss of interest or loss of feeling or pleasure in certain activities, which is one of those things that, you know, um, it's one of those things that's first seen, right? Like, let's say, you know, you have a friend, this person, he or she is just happy-go-lucky. They go out, 
they're all about life. They take life by the horns and they just have fun, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of weeks pass by, you notice something different about them. They don't um they don't want to go out as much. They're much more um you know, much more to themselves. They, you know, don't really speak as much. You're just like, well, you know, it's kind of a dramatic change. You know what I mean? The first few days you might think, oh, they just don't want to be bothered. And then it becomes prolonged. And then you're like, okay, hey, what's wrong, man? You know, what can I do? What's going on? Talk to me, blah, 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 right? The problem with depression and people with depression is that it's a mask, right? Now, this guy, um, DJ Twitch, right? Again, behind that smile was something wrong under the mask, right? Sometimes you can't tell what somebody's going through. A lot of people tend to smile and laugh their day, the laugh, you know, to keep the pain. They, they laugh and smile to suppress the pain, right, of what's going on with them. Now, I'm not saying everybody who's laughing and smiling is depressed, but there's a chance that one out of 10 people may be depressed because there's 280 million people worldwide. I mean, there's a chance that somebody who's smiling and laughing may have something going on. I mean, like, you work with people. You don't know what's really going on when they leave the office or they leave the job. You really don't know. You know what I mean? You you, you just see them as, hey, they're your associates. You work with them, and you're good to go, right? Now, around this time of the year, um, the holidays, right? You hear the holiday blues, the Christmas blues, whatever the case. Um, a lot of that... You know, the anxiety stuff, it, it, depression definitely kind of falls in with this. I remember when I was in Alaska, um, they had an acronym called SAD, Seasonal Acute Depression. Um, I was stationed in Alaska from 2014 to 2017. And one thing about the winters, yes, they're very long, right? Summers are very short. Winters are long. And that whole almost 24 hours of darkness and daylight is for real. Like, I'm not even joking. I was in the Anchorage um, area. And further up north, it's way more extreme, but nonetheless, it's definitely noticeable. And the thing about the wintertime was that um, it was um, it was long, it was cold nights, very cold days, barely maybe four hours of daylight, if that, right? And if you were not, if you were that type of person that came from somewhere sunny when it got around that time, you got pretty bummed out. And of course, there were remedies to that. Um, they had these things called happy lights. They were basically lamps, right? Because there's lack of sunlight, um, the lights give you a sense of daytime, right? I adapted to it very well, but for some people, they didn't. I remember when I got up there, um, the went the Christmas prior, I guess 2013, um, a soldier killed himself up there. Right? I think it was like Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. I kid you not. It is. Alaska is a very isolated place, right? And and, and I'll be honest with you, uh, you know, a lot of people have a hard time up there. But um, going back to the holidays and whatnot, right, um, it's just a lot. Some people um, are just depressed of the mood. The, the the You know, maybe they can't see their family. Money's very tight. You know what I mean? It's a very stressful time. It really will test your mental health, the holidays, right? So, you know, a lot of people, they're just kind of going through it, right? And, you know, you can give people affirmations and stuff like that, you know, talk to people. But for some people, it's it's hard. It's very hard to, to deal with around this time of year, right? And a lot of people do take their lives um, around this time of year. I mean, the most two, the two most noticeable suicides was Jason David Frank. Um, 
of course, you know, as Tommy, the Green Ranger, White Ranger from uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, that one took, blew my mind. Um, and this was like somewhere a little bit before the holidays or around the time. He took his own life through suicide. Again, he was one of those faces and figures that you look at him, he's got everything going for him. You know, he's got a legacy and you would never see it coming. That's just the thing about someone in that mode is that you just don't see it coming until it's too late, right? And that that took me by surprise. But I think one of the most shocking bouts of depression that led to suicide, I think, was Robin Williams. If you've ever followed Robin Williams' career, the man was a comical genius, right? Physical comedian, right? And, you know, he's done countless movies. This is Delphi, Jumanji, you name it, Flubber. And the man took his life. Nobody's seen it coming because, again, like, it is an internal thing. And it's easy to mask your pain, right? For some people, it's a little harder. But for some people, it's easy to mask. It's easy to just put a smile to kind of divert that 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 sign that something is wrong, right? Because you don't want everybody else. I guess what it is, you don't want everybody else around you to feel sad for you. Right. You you don't want that. You want people to be happy around you. But and at the same time, you are burning up. You're, you're dying on the inside, literally dying on the inside. Right. It's tearing you up. Um, but there are different levels to um, to depression and stuff. Um, so I'm looking at some of these things up. Um, one of the influences for what I'm reading is life events, of course. Right. Uh, we're talking bereavement. Neglect, mental abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, childhood physical sexual abuse. These things would scar people for a very long time to where in some cases um, people grow up and they never can find a solution to this, to how to overcome it. And they end up taking their own lives. And, you know, it's quite sad, especially... When you're a child, I guess, you know, a lot of people don't tend to believe you about all the things that's going on with you, right? And then, you know, um, you know, the mental abuse, right? You know, believe it or not, that can lead somebody into a state about of depression is the mental, constant mental abuse. Just imagine somebody always putting you down, cursing at you, telling you you're nothing let you're less than human you understand what i'm saying that can really really mess someone up and neglect these are things that like can cause children to be depressed and then create a whole bunch of other problems with the kids right and then um i also listed also one fact the, um the pandemic right uh, covid19 pandemic created has boosted probably mental health issues 10 to 1 um so, you know, remember during COVID, everybody was locked down. You couldn't go outside. You couldn't get any sunlight. You couldn't get any fresh air. You had to wear a mask everywhere. You were distant from family. You couldn't see family. It was a time and not a good one. Um, it says here, the global pandemic of COVID-19 has ne- negatively impacted among upon many individuals' mental health, causing levels of depression to surge, um, reaching devastating heights. A study conducted by the University of Surrey in autumn of 2019 um, looked into the impact of COVID-19 among young people's mental health. Now, I've heard of that, that um, a lot of people are just like, well, you know, when kids 
Um, what do they got to be depressed about? You know what I'm saying? They get everything handed to them. Not all kids get everything handed to them, right? And you believe it or not, it took me a minute to think of how kids can be stressed. But, I mean, if you take what kids had to deal with in the 1950s versus where they have to deal with now, you can probably get a better scope of why these kids nowadays are just, they're different. You understand what I'm saying? They're, there's a lot more stress and anxiety that goes along with growing up nowadays. Um, so yeah, it just, during the, the lockdown, you just couldn't like, you know, you couldn't do anything. Like you were just sitting in this house and you're just like, man, now, of course, you know, Anybody want to just sit home and relax, but just imagine you're locked up in the house for like months, right? With little to any social interaction on the outside, right? And if any, it's very limited. You understand what I'm saying? That can mess you up quite a big deal. And the theory behind surge in crime in a lot of places is a lot of, this is just a theory and what I've been hearing is because now people have to readjust to being outside again and it's different than before they were locked down and not being able to do the things that they done before and 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 it's just i don't know i think there is some uh, somewhat of a connection to that you understand what i'm saying but no doubt that um the pandemic definitely created a lot of um a lot of more depressed people i guess you could say right um yeah, it's just crazy. Um, let's see. I'm looking up some things here. Um, now, of course, things to know, like leading cause, right? Now, nobody really knows um, what causes depression, like the root cause. You know, a lot of people say it could be because of a chemical imbalance. Um, according to this, it says research suggests that depression doesn't spring from simply having too much or too little of certain brain chemicals, rather that there are many possible causes of depression, including faulty mood regulation by the brain, genetic vulnerability and stressful life events. Now, the brain is a wonderful, fantastic thing. We really don't know what's going on in there. Rest assured, though, I will definitely say stressful life events definitely because you can actually see it happening. Like you can't see what's happening inside the brain, right? But you can see what causes a person to go into a point of depression. Like, I don't know, you have a buddy who lost both of his parents in a car accident or whatever. You could see their declining mental health and how they struggle with that event after the fact. You can actually see that, but you can't really see all the chemical and scientific things going on inside your brain. Not saying that these theories are bullshit, they are theories, and they're just stu- they're based on studies. There are things happening in our brains that throws us off. You ever heard of like a uh, chemical imbalance, right? That kind of thing. Um, also, here it says people ask this question: like, what are the four, um, the four main causes of depression? Right? Again, life events is definitely one of them. Right? It says here stressful events. Most people take time to come to terms with stressful events such as uh, such as bereavement or relationship breakdown. Um, let me see. Am I reading the right list here? Yeah. Uh, personality, family history, giving birth, loneliness, alcohol, drugs, and illness. Um, key symptoms of depression. It says here, um, depression has a range of different symptoms, um, and it can affect everybody differently. The symptoms include feeling very tearful, feeling hopelessness and sadness and losing interest in things you enjoy before. It's also common for people with depression to have symptoms of anxiety. Now, these little bouts, you get a little bouts of these things every day or here and there, but how can you tell you're really depressed, right? Now, 
you can say you're depressed, and I'm not taking that away from somebody who says on the day that they're depressed, right? But you may not be depressed clinically, but you feel like you – I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but I'm going to try to break it down the best way possible. Now, those things I've just said, right, um, feeling very tearful, hopelessness, sadness, losing interest in things and everyday things that you normally would um, have interest in, right? Now, let's just say you are becoming more withdrawn. You know, you're not doing the things you normally would do. Then you're just like, man, maybe I'm just tired or just I don't know what's wrong or I don't know. Maybe I'm depressed, right? Now, of course, you're saying you're depressed, not saying you're not, you know, but that's when you can go. If you feel these bouts, you can go talk to someone on a professional level, like a therapist, or you could just talk to a, a close friend and associate. See what they say, right? But nonetheless, um, you know, you you have to seek help somewhere, or at least talk to someone. That's um, that is basically the starting point on trying to fix the problem. Um, so I'm, what the list here is: what are the five symptoms of major depression? Like I said, depression apparently it comes in levels, right? To from the smallest to the extreme of things, right? But the five signs of major depression. Is feeling of sadness, tearfulness, emptiness, or hopelessness, right? That's number one. Um, again, like, for example, the holiday season, right? Um, for some, it makes a lot of people sad, right? Where the holidays are supposed to bring joy, right? But again, it brings a lot of stressors into the play. And especially, can you, you know, you can imagine being on lockdown during the holidays of um, 20 and 21, the years of 2020 and 2021, Um it's a, it's a lot. It's just emptiness. And, you know, you, you think even now, like, you know, you get into these um these parts of these symptoms and you're just like, hmm, you know, I feel sad. I feel hopeless. Like what, you know, and of course, like you have to question, why do you feel so hopeless? What do you feel sad? What's making you sad? Right. Um, also here, number two, angry outbursts, irritability or frustration, even over small matters. Now, I'll be honest with you myself. I, I get frustrated even over the smallest things. I make the smallest things a big deal, right? Now, me, myself, I wouldn't say that I'm depressed, no. But, like, you have to take into account, like, we go through little of these, like, these things I'm saying here, we get a little bout of these every day. That doesn't mean we're depressed. It's just those little things, like, you know, you feel a little sad. It's be, it's when it becomes consecutive. It becomes more chronic, a day-to-day thing, like. That's when it starts to be perceived as a problem. But just know that every day, a little bit of what I'm reading on this list, we do a little bit of it here and there. We have moods, right? We have mood swings, mood changes. Sometimes we don't want to do something. Sometimes we want to do something. Or whenever we feel like it, we want to do it, right? Um, Also, number three, loss of interest or pleasure in most or all normal activities such as sex, hobbies, or sports. Now, let's say you're laying down with your significant other. Okay, honey, I don't feel like doing anything tonight. You know, I just want to go to sleep. I'm too tired, right? That does. I mean, that's just maybe they're tired, right? Maybe they don't feel like having sex. Maybe they just want to go to bed. It's been a long day, right? Or you know, losing an interest in uh, sports, right? Maybe you're just tired of playing baseball. Or you're just tired of watching sports. Again, we have these little bouts of things that doesn't necessarily make us depressed. But again, it just it has to be. I guess in a sense, it has to be sudden, and it has to be. 
and in a way that's a decline i guess right it's it starts things start breaking down more and more that just kind of just says otherwise and then sleep disturbances including insomnia or sleeping too much now with me remember i said i tend to stress over little things right and i do lose sleep because i'm sitting here stressing over things like i don't know what to expect when i wake up in the morning and go to work and stuff like that or you know i have a bout of anxiety i'll be honest with you i have a bout of anxiety and i tend to overthink a lot of things i am one of those people that follow murphy's law on a day-to-day but i'm overcoming it because what i do is i sit there and i take a second to think about what am i really getting angry over or what i'll do before i have some sort of a outburst of sorts i would just pause for a second take a deep breath and then just say, hey, you know what? If this, this shit's beyond my control, there's no sense of getting another gray hair on my head over some small matter. Because I tend to make small matters very big, right? And there's no need for that. Because when you make small matters big, can you imagine what how you're going to handle when big matters start as big and then become bigger? You know what I mean? So, and then, you know, I'm looking at um, some more things that are listed here. Um Oh, this is, yeah. So like what happens inside your body, right? When you are in a bout of depression, right? Um, It says here, physical symptoms are common in major depression and may lead to chronic pain and complicate treatment. Systems associated with depression include joint pain, limb pain, back pain, gastrointestinal problems, fatigue, psychomotor activities, changes, and appetite changes. Yeah. I mean, because you're not going to want, again, you start losing interest in a lot of things. You may even start losing interest in eating. Like, you might not want to go out to eat. You might might not even want to, like, make anything to eat or just, like, whatever, right? You just don't want to eat. You know, and then you have a heart. And then when you do try to eat because you're you're so depressed, it's hard to eat. It's hard to digest things, right? Again, it's it's, it's something that I think people don't talk about very much or are afraid to talk about, right? Because, I mean, I'll tell you right now, mental health is one of the biggest, biggest hurdles that we are trying to – um, overcome in this country right now, especially post pandemic, right? And I mean, you go to New York City, right? Go to New York City or any major city, but New York City in general, we have a lot of mental health cases in the subways just roaming the streets. I mean, the, the, the crime in New York City in the subways is ridiculous, right? And what you have what's called out there EDP, right? EDP is an emotionally disturbed person. That usually comes up on the net with the police chatter all the time. Like you get random people that just push people on the track, slice people in the face, try to ride. It's crazy madness. And what the city is trying to do is they're trying to come up with so many solutions. One solution that they're trying to come up with for people who are in this state is that they're trying to have a unit to where they just pull pull homeless people off the street. Just like that, like, hey, you coming with me, and they'll take them to a nearest shelter. No, they take them to, um, I think what it is, they have the EMTs or whatever come and get them and bring them to a hospital for some sort of treatment. Now, the problem with that is, is that what they're arguing is that a move like that would end up overcrowding hospital beds for people who may actually need them in emergencies. Listen, I, I hear it all the time. The wealthy has money. They can donate money, build houses, all that stuff. That's not their job to do, right? Now, I don't know. What real solution you can have for mental for people in that state? But I'm pretty sure. Hopefully, one day we'll work on a solution, right? But for those who are feeling a certain way, feeling a little blue, feeling down, 
I mean, my advice to you, and again, I am not a subject matter expert. I'm not a psychologist. I need to make this very clear. Okay. Me, I'm always willing to listen to people. For some reason, I have, I feel like almost like I'm meant to be on this planet to help people because I get people who just tell me all their problems. And you know what I do? I actually fucking listen to their problems because I know if I've been in that state, I will want somebody to listen to me. So yeah, you damn right. I'm going to take a second out of my day to go listen to somebody and their problems. And, and people confide in me like, like I'm a vault. And I, and you know what? I keep what they tell me locked in key. I am not a therapist, but people come up to me and talk to me like I am. But what I'm saying in short is that talk to somebody, right? Just just talk to somebody. Get your feelings out there. Talk to somebody who you can trust, though. Because I tell you what, people who are in that mode of depression or any bout, people will take advantage of that and use that against you, right? Be like, oh, man, you you know, I spoke to this person. He feels a certain way. She feels a certain way. She doesn't, you know. Talk to somebody who you can trust and confide with and that they're not going to run and, you know, run with your story and make it into something that's going to be um, against you, right? And when you do pick somebody, just hopefully they have your back, right? And they just do the right thing by you. Um, it's hard during the holidays. I mean, we all push through it and, you know... It's just what happens. It's just what we have to do. I'm going to look up real quick um, ways to fight depression, right? Uh, let's see. Ways to fight depression without medication, right? Now, of course, yeah, people who are under the in the, you know depressed, they are prescribed medication. In some cases, people say it does worse, right? But I'm going to look up um, ways to stop depression. Of course, according to this list here, Right. This is according to WebMD. They have 11 natural depression treatments. I'll read seven of them. Right. Um, one is to exercise. It temporarily boosts feel good chemicals called endorphins. I will say this is true uh, because there's bouts where I feel like I'm just down. I'm tired. I don't feel motivated. And lately what I've been doing is running two miles a day on my own. I get up this morning. Like this morning I got up and went for a run. And man, it gets your mind going like you feel like you could tackle the day, you know, and like I said, it, it works for me. I can't say it works for everybody else. Um, get enough sleep. I'm going to tell you right now, my Fitbit watch tells me I get about four to five hours of sleep. I don't get enough. But getting enough sleep helps your brain rest. It helps your body recover from the previous day stressors of life, right? And then challenge negative thoughts, which I've been doing a lot lately because um, I have nothing but negative thoughts. Like I said, Murphy's Law, I always think of the – you know, I'm a pessimist, I guess you could say, right? At least my wife says the same thing. Um, challenging negative thoughts, like how can you take a negative spin it into a positive, right? I mean, listen, you could be an optimist. doesn't mean everything's going to go your way. But if you think something, some way of uh, – some sort of optimism, you know, it gives you some sort of hope. Um, check in with your doc, um, check with your doctor before using supplements, because again, so not all supplements are good for you. And if you are taking other supplements for other things, it could counteract and could cause some sort of problems down the road. Um, doing some, do something new. I am a creature of habit. I tend to do the same shit all the time, but I am slowly moving into the habit of trying something new, doing something new. Um, I'm not getting any younger. I'm about to be 38 in a month. So I might as well try something new. And of course, avoid alcohol and other drugs. 
I don't do drugs. Let's make this. I want to make this perfectly clear. And alcohol, wine. And in fact, I haven't had a good wine in a minute. I'll be honest with you. But um, wine, to me, um, like, I don't know. If I had a long day at work, I'll come in, have a wine with my wife or whatever, and just it sets me down perfectly. Now, I'm not alcoholic. And I don't, if I have any wine during the, uh, after work, it's maybe one or two glasses. But honestly, I haven't had a wine in at least about almost two weeks. I don't know. Maybe I don't need it. Maybe I'm now feeling my endorphins are kicking in where I can just feel good. All I got to do is work out, I guess, right? Uh, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to read one more thing here. Um, let's see what the hell this says. Oh, is it okay not to treat depression? No, I know that's that, you know, you need to treat it. It says untreated clinical depression is a serious problem. Untreated depression increases the chance of risky behavior, such as drug and alcohol addiction. It can ruin relationships, problems at work, and it makes it difficult to overcome the illness. Seek help, seek help, seek help. All right. Like I said, the person that's the the person with the biggest smile in the room probably might be the most depressed the person uh, depressed person in that room. And we've seen that just today with uh, DJ DJ Twitch. If you look at every picture of that man, that man's always smiling. But again, a smile is nothing more than a mask. Not saying everybody that's smiling is unhappy, but you need to pay attention to the people around you. Don't always have your face on the phone. They are just pay attention to your surroundings and the people around you. That's all I got. Um, so we're done with this episode. Um, tune in tomorrow for another episode. Um, let's get into this weekend. We got almost about a week to Christmas. So, you know, just be happy, be jolly. You know, we'll get through it every year. We go through it. And, you know, again, seriously, look up some suicide hotlines, depression, uh, mental health hotlines, just like look up some things, just talk to somebody, right? Just don't let it just go. Just talk to somebody. All right. Thanks for listening to the Daily Mind. I'm your host, Austin, and we'll do this again tomorrow evening. Have a great night and ciao. We'll do this again tomorrow.